you want to design your program for your participants because you want them to have the experiences they need to accomplish the program promise you gave them. So when you focus on what information, support, feedback, and experiences they need, you are undoubtedly going to create a program that participants want to do again and again. Welcome to the Book Desserts podcast series. I'm your host, Carrie Dobson. I'm so excited to have you here as we explore the sweet side of author-led groups. This podcast is for you if you're already an author or you have a book in the making. And when you think about the impact that you want to have, yes, you have your book and you want to go beyond your book and you want some of that work that you're going to do out in the world to include groups. I hope you're ready for this tasty exploration of author-led groups. Let's jump into this next episode. Are you designing your group for you or your participants? Welcome authors to this edition of the Book Desserts podcast series. In this episode, I want to talk about the biggest mistake I see authors making when it comes to how they design and kind of put together their group program. I also am going to share with you the Design With Ease framework, which is the framework that I use when I work with authors to help them design their own group programs. And what this framework really helps them with is to make sure that they are doing everything they can to make the participants feel engaged and supported within the program, to make things effortless for them, and make sure that actions are taken. Because at the end of the day, part of the reason you have a group program is to help people take action on the ideas that you have in your book. So the biggest mistake that I see anyone do, but I'm going to talk specifically to authors uh, when it comes to group program, is designing the program for yourself instead of for your participants. And this kind of looks like you wanting to design your program in a way that you would want to learn it or that makes you most comfortable as a facilitator. But really, you want to design your program for your participants because you want them to have the experiences they need to accomplish the program promise you gave them. So when you focus on what information, support, feedback, and experiences they need, you are undoubtedly going to create a program that participants want to do again and again to keep working with you and or encourage their family and friends to sign up and work with you. And that's what we want with a group program. We want something that people are enthusiastic at the end of feeling really good about what they've accomplished and experienced and saying, I want more or what's next or how do I keep working with you? The design with ease framework is really set up to ensure that as you pull together kind of your wisdom and what you've put together in the book and really focus on, you know, what is the knowledge that they need to have, the design with ease framework ensures that you're also doing more than just kind of talking at them. So you're not just a talking head or a YouTube video like this if you're watching. Oftentimes what I find is when people start thinking about having their own group program, they start at this design phase, right? This design spot. And I get it. It's the exciting part. You're imagining bringing this group together and what will you have them do and what will you teach them and what will they experience and what will you experience? It's kind of the exciting part of of the whole process. As we heard in episode three, this isn't where you want to start. Um, You want to start with the program promise so that you know exactly what it is that you are promising people that they will experience and accomplish. You want to confirm that with um, your ideal clients, and then you want to move into the design phase. What I want to do is actually walk you through the design with ease framework and each of the components. So there's four components. There's 
E for engaging, A for actionable, S for supportive, and E for effortless. So when it comes to engaging, this is the level of attention your participants are giving you, <laughs> giving the group, and giving kind of the course content, the whole program piece of it. And I want you to think about your own experience in groups and like, have you ever been in a group and sitting there thinking, this is so boring or uninteresting or hard to follow? In that, if you have, that's a case of a problem with engagement. You're, you're not really engaged because of how the content was shared or because of, you know, how things were done. You just weren't engaged. Some of the things that you want to think about when it comes to engagement is making sure that there's a variety of activities. So, for example, uh, one of the things we did in, in a program that I helped put together is, you know, we were asking people to name some emotions. And, you know, we could have easily done this, you know, on a flip chart if we're in person through chat, if you're online. But what we actually did was we had a virtual word cloud being created with people's words. So as people were entering their words into the system, this word cloud was being designed. So again, it's just something different. It's the same activity. You're still getting the same information, but it's just we're doing it in different ways. The other thing that you want to think about with engagement is giving choice whenever possible. And I find that people leading groups can struggle with this a little bit because it's like, okay, it needs to go... You do this, then you do this, then you do this. And some things you need that order, but there's a lot of things that don't need that order. And so if you have something, for example, like the design with ease framework is something where I could give um, choice, where it's like, as a group, do you want to start with engaging? Do you want to start with supportive? And you're giving choice to people because it doesn't really matter the order that you learn it as long as we cover all the things. So when it comes to engaging, two things you can think about is making sure that you have a variety of different activities and you're giving choice whenever possible. The next component is actionable, and this is your client's ability to actually take action and make progress within the program. Um, it's one of the main differences between like a YouTube video or an online course and a group program. It's the action part, right? And it's getting support through the action. So you need to have a clear program promise when it comes to things being actionable because you need people to know what it is that they're going to accomplish and experience. And then you need to make sure that those activities take place. Another thing that you want to consider when it comes to um, actionable is having quick wins. So including progress within sessions is such a great way to do this where, you know, Oftentimes we think about, okay, we'll talk to people in a group program and then we'll send them off to do work. But in reality, you can make that progress happen within the session. So pick something that they can actually accomplish or at least get started on within the session. And that's going to help make sure that your program is actionable. So again, the two on actionable is um, quick wins and having a clear program promise. The next component is supportive. And so this is how it relates to supporting your clients throughout and kind of within the program. The thing that I notice most here is that we think of like, oh, if I'm leading the group, all that support has to come from me. And that's not the case at all. That support can come from you. It can come from the rest of the group and or if you've been doing this for a while, kind of your bigger community. So, you know, community is such a key point, key point of support and making sure that it's not always on you. Um, so sometimes, for example, um, I've had 
um, programs where we've said, let's, it, it's a longer term program. It's like a year long. And we know that over a year period of time, important dates are going to happen. So birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. And what we do in that is we actually ask for within the group to have one or two volunteers who are the important date volunteers. And so they get from everybody those dates. They also get whether or not people are comfortable with it being publicly acknowledged or just privately acknowledged. And then those volunteers for important dates are the ones that if it's a public acknowledgement, they say to the whole group, hey, it's this person's birthday or this person's anniversary. And if it's private, they just send a private message. So again, that's feeling, that's making sure that they're feeling supported through this program, but it doesn't have to be the leader that's doing it. The other part about supportive is about accountability. Um, a lot of times we want to be in a group, we want to be working with somebody who's going to help us be accountable, um, but the group can take a great role in this as well. Things like having accountability partners. So the accountability component isn't when the whole group is together. Instead, you've got people who are in smaller groups or in partners that are holding each other accountable and they can figure out how that works for them, whether that's email, whether they have a call, whatever that looks like. So when it comes to supportive, the main thing to remember is it doesn't have to be you. You can really involve other people in the support for everybody in the group. Last component is effortless. And, you know, when we think about the changes that we're trying to help people make in their lives or their relationships or their business, they can be really challenging. And you want to make sure that the program and how you set it up is making sure that your clients are putting all the effort that they're putting into the program on actually making progress or getting to that program promise and not on trying to kind of make their way through the program or deal with things. So one um, thing that you can consider for effortless is having a roadmap. So telling people where they're going and kind of the order in which the program works. Um, I had a client once that this was the only change we made to their program was by putting a roadmap in and they reported the next time they did the group, how lower the stress was of people because people knew what was coming, they knew where they were going. And so something as simple as a roadmap can make it really effortless for people. Um, the other thing to think about in this component is choosing ease for your clients. So things like you know, where do you house the information that they might need to access? Is that through email? Is it through a Google Drive? Is it through um, a Facebook group? Is it whatever system you choose, making sure that that's really easy for your clients to access. So, you know, I always say to people, put your group community where they already are. So if everybody's already on Facebook, have it on Facebook. If everybody's kind of already on Slack or Discord, use it there. Um, but the idea is, is you want to make it as easy as possible for your clients to kind of connect with that community and access it. You don't have to do everything in the design with ease framework and all the different components necessarily. But what I will say is the more that you do, the more likely you are to have a program that leaves you feeling great and your clients feeling great and feeling like they've really made progress. And that's the point of having a group program is to get them feeling great, to have you feeling great, to get them to have made progress, to experience something different and to make some changes in their life, their business or their relationship, whatever your area of expertise is. So the action I want you to take um, for this episode is download um, the guide. This is the guide that I talk about at the end of each episode, but it's the design your groups with ease 
um, guide. And what it does is it covers the framework like we talked about, but it goes into even more detail about the different com um, components and what are some ideas for them. Um, it talks a little bit about each of the components and it's got checklists in there to kind of say these are the things to consider. You can look at your own program and see how many of these components you are incorporating. So um, I encourage you to go ahead and download um, that guide, uh, which is available on the website at www.jjdac.com. That's www.jjdac.com. Um, and yeah, use that for if you're designing a group, if you already have a group in mind, really think about um, going through it and saying, do I have the components that I need to have the results that I want to have? Well, authors, that concludes this episode of the Book Desserts podcast series. If you're ready to start exploring how to go beyond your book with group programs, I encourage you to visit our website at jjdac.com. That's jjdac.com. On there, you can download our Design Your Groups with Ease workbook, which has some great checklists and questions you can ask yourself when you're thinking about designing your own group. If you're more interested in having a conversation with me, your host, Carrie Dobson, you can go ahead and book a complimentary group program clarity session right there on the website. I'd love to have a conversation with you about your book and about your group that you'd like to put out into the world. Until next time, may your dreams be filled with your own book desserts. Mm -hmm.